What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Living with Will. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I'm so grateful. And if you like the podcast, please like, comment, or subscribe. It helps me on my quest for world domination. But more importantly, it helps me introduce artists like my next guest to the audience and to people all over the world. Thank you all so much for being here. Nanu Burks is not only one of the most incredible guests ever on the show as far as human being standards, but as far as artists go, she's prolific, she's incredible, she's talented, and she's just an overall wonderful human being, blessing the earth with her presence everywhere she goes. I'm so grateful for interviews like this, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't wanna hold you up at all. So let's just get right up into it. Thank you all so much for being here and welcome back to another week of Living With Well. Like to start these interviews off from a place of gratitude so thank you so much for being here thank you so much yeah same same it's so good to be able to connect and uh, talk about things we love it's the best agreed i'm so grateful that you feel that way i feel the same so you know um i like to start these conversations off the same way i think because we all started life the same way which was like as children and and so my first question to you would be how did you go from being nanu the child to the artist and the woman that you are today Thank you. Yeah, I love that. I love that question and how you framed it because uh, keeping the inner child alive and keeping all of that magic is the best way and it's the best way to stay genuine and that's what really resonates and is the best way to um, create from a pure place. So yeah, I mean, I, I used to always draw and create, you know, clothing and all sorts of stuff when I was little, like paper clothing, all the things, paint all the walls in my house, you know. And then um, I kind of, uh, I moved to the US when I was uh, 13, 14, and then started backpacking more and more by myself and started making murals and all that. So I've had other jobs here and there, but mostly I've always been making art and I've been making full-time art for five years. So it's a, a dream. I love that. So f five years is like the time that it's been professional. So before that, what were you doing like professionally? So yeah, five years has been of uh, me painting and creating art without taking any side hustles, like without even taking like a paid branding commission sign, you know, but before that I was mostly full-time art anyway. I was just taking like paid partnerships and stuff like uh, that. Oh, okay, okay. So five years has been of me producing my vision that is not attached to any brand and that it's just pure like for from source, right? Like- I love that. Yeah. And uh, I've done other things like, you know, I, I have a background. I studied communications and poetry and I've done some marketing. I sold uh, software for about a year and I really love that. I actually like got super into it uh, and learned how to do the demos and everything. And so, but yeah, a little bit of everything, some marketing, some sales and lots of weird odd jobs, man. I worked at a hat shop for a while in like Boston, like surrounded by gangsters. It was just like awesome. So much fun. I love that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm curious how how did you go from, you know, making the art as a passion to like selling it? When did that, do you, do you have a memory of like when that day kind of started where the money started coming in? Yeah, I've had, I've had several iterations of that, but one time that I think will be also useful for people to hear the time that I decided to take the full leap, you know, when I said I am done doing anything else that doesn't feed my soul, you know? And so I was like sitting in, in the, in my apartment in Austin with no money, no idea how I was gonna pay for rent next month. And I just said, I don't care. I'm gonna go to the first live painting event that I can find and I'm gonna sell a painting that night. I'm gonna paint it and I'm gonna sell it. And that's gonna be my my sign from the universe that I'm gonna be doing this. And that's exactly how I went. I went, I love painted it. I sold that on the spot and I walked away with two commissions. So, and my first commission was like $1,500. It was a big five foot long piece. 
Um, and then I and then commission started rolling in and I went to every live live painting event. I started painting murals, just negotiating hardcore. Like I just went for it, you know, full on. So I love that. I stopped. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, for for someone who's, you know, trying to pursue a career in a similar fashion, um, you know, or just an artist in any practicing medium, what would your words of wisdom be to them to try and get to that stage themselves? Ooh, yeah, um, there's no right way to do it. And don't let anyone shut you down and don't let anyone shut down any of your ideas. You can go full-time art and, and try that like the way that I did, that's really extreme and it's really difficult, but it pays off in some ways that wouldn't otherwise. Or you can have a part-time job and slowly win yourself off. And you can also try all of the extremes. Um, just every time that you fail, because you will fail at so many stages. And every time you get burnt out, just remember that it's your energy redirecting you and saying, hey, let's not do it this way. It doesn't mean don't do it. It means don't right. do it this way, you know? I love that. That's so beautiful. Could you speak on that a little bit? You know, I, I love when people speak on energy and um, kind of these esoteric concepts. Um, are you a spiritual person or a religious person at all? Oh my God, I'm like super woo-woo, but grounded, you know? So I used to be really skeptical about all this, all of this stuff, but um, I had a, a death and rebirth uh, moment six years ago where I was hit by a car and I had to, I was bedridden for a year and I had to relearn how to walk and all this crazy stuff. And through there, I got really in touch with my spirituality again. And wow. if you go to my website, you can see that I offer healing arts classes and I do a lot of weird, you know, energy stuff, which I love. It is really helpful. Yeah, man. It's like, like anything else, if you can clean your field and remove all the blocks, then things come your way. You know, if you're attracting stuff all the time, but you're already blocked, nothing's going to land on you, you know? So I'm a big fan of that. I love that. That I, I, I'm here with you. I resonate very much with what you're saying right now. And it's one of those things, you know, I think uh, a lot of people don't understand, you know, the way that we think is imperative. If you're thinking, you know, I can't do this. I can't be a, a, like a famous artist. Yeah, you probably can't be. You, you keep telling yourself you can't. But if you tell yourself, I can, I can, I can, I can, it might not be the way that you think. But trust me, some something's going to happen. <laughs> A hundred percent. And you said it so well, because like it definitely, it most certainly won't be the way that you expect, because, you know, everybody says all the literature says, just, just envision what you want and don't worry about how it happens because most of the time it's going to come through some weird avenue you never expected. And that's how it was with NFTs for me. You know, I've been building NFTs and helping build NFT platforms since 2016, but I uh, was doing other stuff and the market wasn't ready. And so when I came back into the space recently, into the crypto space recently, after taking a break for like a year and a half, I never imagined that NFTs was going to be the thing that that gave me the most income to be able to do the other things. I thought it was going to be art installations or fine art or something else. So yeah, man, it's super cool. It's I love that. Nice <laughs> to me. You know, I, I'm so grateful that you, you brought that up. You made this transition so incredibly easy for me. <laughs> NFTs. You know, it's a space where we met. It's a space where artists are really thriving. Can you kind of speak on your your experience and your relationship to that space? How'd you get into it? For sure. So uh, 2016, 17, 18, 19, I was super into the conference, conference circuit. So I was live painting at Token Fest, the Bitcoin conference and all that. And I was often the only woman and the only artist at these conferences. Like this was not happening. So what I want to make a distinction between is that the crypto art movement is not the same as the NFT movement. The crypto art movement is what gave way to the NFT movement. Mm. Um, and so not all NFTs are art, not all NFTs are crypto art. 
uh, not all crypto art is NFT, you know? And so like all of these things that uh, are very confusing right now. Um, so yeah, I started in then and I had consultations on the phone with, you know, super rare and known origin and all like the, the, the first platforms. And I also was connecting my physical art pieces like these you see back there, Hell with yeah. chips to the NFT to, you know, with NFTs to NFTs. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to get into it, but the market was not ready, you know, like it was really, we had to convince people to make them see why it was valuable to have art at conferences. So I remember sending these proposals that said, uh, you need to give your members, uh, you need to give your community people decompression time. You need to give mm -hmm. them, you need to interact with their brain and their bodies and spirits in different ways than just knowledge and information. And it was like an uphill battle. And so it's, we laugh now in Clubhouse with uh, the other OGs because we say, remember when we were telling these people that they had to pay artists the same as engineers because art was what was going to bring this movement to mass adoption. And now like how many people have you heard that are getting into blockchain because they are getting into NFTs? Everyone, like so many people, you know? So it's just awesome to see that come full circle. It's like, oh my God, it took like six years, but that's fine. We're here. And I yeah, love that. Here. It's such a great point that you're making too, because I think, you know, mass adoption is more in sight for blockchain now more than ever because of artists. Exactly. And it's, and I also, you know, I resonate so much with what you're saying. And, and I also, you know, I speak on it with a lot of people who are new to the space where they say, you know, um, there is no, you know, systems of oppression in blockchain. And I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. You clearly yeah. don't know blockchain because um, it's predominantly white men, engineers who are tech people. And you think that this wealth of knowledge is easily accessible to the world. It's not. So one thing that I tell people, and I think that you can resonate with this as well, is that the NFT space is in creating this inclusive space by bringing in artists and artists by nature are diverse. So exactly. that will make the space diverse, which I love. And and also within that, there's already, you know, clicks happening, already centralization happening. And this is what I say to people too on the same line is it is really very difficult to transition from the old school monetary system to decentralized finance in general, to decentralize anything that's been centralized for centuries. So um it is it's an active role, you know, to decentralize something is an active role and it's always changing. So already there's, you know, a lot of platforms for NFTs that are completely centralized and it, we don't have to be extreme. We don't have to not use those platforms because bringing in mainstream artists also helps to bring, you know, get the word out to the, to the movement. Right. Um, but also I think it's important to continue to educate each other in creating this movement. And we've been having some awesome conversations with collectors and kind of like sharing with them. And even this is coming from them from from them as well saying things like hey you know i started in nifty or i started in maker's place but now i'm going to rarible into um into open sea and i'm trying to scout for the artists that are not being accepted into these gated platforms because we want to support everybody so it is very much in, in us to create the values of this work of this space so that this is why i'm so vocal on all of this because man like the crypto art movement came out of love and and like pure decentralization like we gotta keep that you know you have to and yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, there is a reluctance to have the conversations that are uncomfortable. Uh, obviously, we're, you're not reluctant, you seem very eager to which I love, but there is a reluctance in the space that uh, I hope that they're listening right now, y'all like, we need to talk, we have to have some uncomfortable conversations. Because once you've had the uncomfortable conversations, then true inclusivity can happen. And then we can really move this culture forward. But 
I, it's an unfortunate thing that I'm seeing where like the conversation of inclusivity comes up and people are like, don't even bring it up. It's already inclusive. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's not. so crazy. And also there's, you know, there's a couple of really amazing lawyers that are going around clubhouse and like sparking some fire and saying that there's a lot of problems with NFTs and that we need to be really wary of the laws and how that it affects it. And I love it. I got into some actually heated arguments with these people in the, in the early weeks. And now I'm like, yo, please give me all your wisdom because what they're doing is they're playing devil's advocate and they're highlighting the problems that exist. They're not trying to attack the technology. They're just saying, dude, protect yourself because you're going to get arrested if you don't do this well. It's, it's worth having, you have to have both conversations to find your own understanding, right? 100%. I had an interview with someone named IOD. Shout out to him. He's an amazing rapper from Brooklyn, New York. And he said, um, he doesn't like people who can't read the room. And Mm -hmm. he was like, it's one of my biggest issues. He's like, people just say the dumbest shit. And I was like, honestly, I love people who can't read the room because then you can educate them. Like if you come in a space and you say some outlandish shit, I'm going to be like, yo, let's talk about this. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I've had so many of those experiences early on to the point where I'd be light painting and a, a white, you know, cisgender engineer would come up to me and be like, why is there art here? Like, are you lost? What are you doing? And then I would explain it to them and motivate them. And they end up buying that painting. So it's just like hilarious to turn like antagonist people into fans. is like the best, Ooh, you know? the best like, feeling for anyone out there. If you can turn a hater into a fan, there is no greater feeling. <laughs> there is no greater. Awesome. I'm still friends with these people. Like now we're just like homies, you know, because it's cool to like hear each other. And yeah, that's great. Agreed. Look, we're all people. I, I think that's one thing I had to shift my activism to understand is like, even if I disagree with you, um, if you're respectful of me, I mean, if you're disrespectful, I'm going to be like, please don't disrespect me. And if you continue to, we're probably not going to keep talking. But if you're willing to be respectful of my humanity and we can have a conversation, I mean, we, I don't care if we disagree. We can, as long as you respect me. And I think, you know, this brings up a great point that I wanted to ask you, which is like words of wisdom that we receive through life from peers, from family, from friends, from haters, you know, they comes in many forms. Um, what are some words of wisdom that you've received during your career or just during your life that have helped inform your journey? Oh, what a great question, man. Um, a lot of them are words that I didn't like to hear, but they were so true. And then like, do what you want with that, right? Like yeah. one of them was, there's no room for emotions in business. I really hate this one because I'm moving into the new paradigm where we do things in a feminine way as well. And yes. we're, receiving, we're connecting, you know, but to some extent it's true, right? There's going to be so many people that are just not going to get what you're saying. They're not going to get the value of art. So like, for example, now when people come to ask me to be part of their brand, um, I say, I don't work per hour and I don't work per project because I'm a creative and I'm always working. My brain is always engaged. I can't monetize it like that. What I want you to do is to purchase a, a painting of mine that's, you know, five, $10,000 that opens up two to three months for me to work with you and to actually be stoked on promoting you because you're taking, um, you know, you're taking an in, interest in my business as well. And so let's cross invest in each other. And that's not cross promote, wow. that doesn't work. Let's not cross ROI bullshit. Like buy my paintings and you know go to your vcs or whoever and have everybody throw in 2k and give me some actual space for me to create for you right and you will say this to people and some people will never get it they'll insult you all this stuff it's just like thank you i really appreciate your time we're not a match that's it you know Mm -hmm. like i wasted so much time trying to like explain because i care and i just want to like help them see that we're moving into a new paradigm and how this is going to help them more too and there's no point in that you know so do a little bit of that if you feel like they they they're receptive 
but other than that there's no emotions in business just if you start feeling drained walk away like that's the wow. best thing to do yeah it's it's been it's been hard like actually accepting that but it's been awesome so that is yeah, I what mean, are some of yours what have you heard that has been like mind-blowing to you or oh I can't believe you just said that you know it's <laughs> I like when people turn questions on me but I don't expect it um okay words of wisdom that I received mm-hmm. wow well I guess the first one I would say is my father always said this to me and I never listened until later in life you have to do the things you need to do before you do the things you want to do um that is hard advice to take <laughs> but it's so impactful once you listen wow thank you for that that's true I've been feeling that this week man where I'm like I just I have I don't even have time to paint anymore but it's okay because I'm setting the infrastructure to be able to paint more so exactly totally. so true. It's, it's it's really really hard to you know, like, for example, Clubhouse, an amazing platform that I want to be on 24 seven. But when I'm on it, I can't do anything else. It completely stagnates every other aspect of my life. So while it's helping grow my platform, it's like, there are days where I need to just edit the episodes, have my interviews, dissociate completely from Clubhouse. Oh my uh, God, turn off the technology and walk to nature. There's days where like, I don't want to do that, but I know that if I do it, it's going to actually bring me life, <laughs> you know, wow. so for sure. Oh my God, Clubhouse, stay tuned for the NFT that I'm dropping. It's a collab with a friend and it's a, it's about this. It's about how Clubhouse is like fucking up our lives. Sorry, but like also making it amazing at the same time. I love that. So- Wait, hold on. This is an amazing transition. So, so speak a little bit about this project. When does it come out? How do people follow up and what other products do you have working on? Totally. So I have a, you know, I'm Nanoberks in all my platforms, nanoberks.com. And then if you go to my Twitter or Instagram, there's my link tree up top. So everything's there. Basically, I've been just, um, I love collaborating with people. It's so much more fun, especially in the animation world that I'm just learning because I'm a mixed media, like hands-on artist. Um, so I'm collaborating on this one with my friend Hiru, and we're going to be posting about it um, this very soon on Wednesday. And it's basically this NFT that was born out of this ridiculous feeling that you know, we were in quarantine, we're all isolated, doing nothing and like losing our minds. And then this app comes out at the right time where everybody needs connection. And then the NFT market blows up at the same time. And Clubhouse is the best possible marketing created for NFTs. And so, it, and it's cool to be able to get in early on because we have this insane level of access to people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's just been really cool. And so we wanted to encapsulate that into an experience, into like an animated experience and share it. And we're going to sell little parts of it individually as individual collectible NFTs, as well as a main one. I have so many epic projects coming out. Like I can't even, I have another one about uh, a celebration of the crypto art movement and how it all started. So that one's kind of similar. It's like me painting on stage and everything's animated. So man, I'm like so stoked, but yeah, I, I just dropped one recently too called a BTC uh, Blue Alien. And it's about my death and rebirth story. The story is written there. It's an open sea and rareable. So go check them out and let me know what you think. I always love to hear about people, um, how they feel about it. So I love that. And can you say again, what date is the, is the drop for the NFT? Yeah. So um, on Wednesday, we're going to release a teaser. And uh, I always pin stuff at the top of my profile. And then uh, this month is going to be incredible as far as drops. And I just dropped one last week that is open for auction for another like 10 days or something on OpenSea. And then I'm selling stills of it as well. So I try to make it like like affordable as well. Like, um, you know, my prices are one to two ETH uh, starting usually for auctions. But I sell, I have um, a couple community gifts that I sell for under 50, 60 bucks. And it's really cool because I want to be able to trade and share NFTs with people and have it be accessible for everyone. So 
there's a lot of things like if you if you enjoy the art you can always go to my art store as well and buy like a wearable um art t-shirt and like i'm happy to send you a discount like just hit me up on dm you know like awesome. i want people to wear the art and like play with it <laughs> i love that you know yeah. it's funny i actually am starting to do and i'll and i'll edit this little piece out but um, I'm starting to do artist collaborations for the merch. So if you want to do like a living with Nanu type, like living yeah. with Will collab, we'll yeah, and we'll you can see. keep this in here. I love this. Like okay, cool. I know. Yeah, I'm all about it. I love collabs. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, sure. yeah I it's one. It's like a new concept that I'm trying to develop. But I thought it would be cool, like to do artist collabs for the merch, and then like the artist can choose a nonprofit, and we can give some of the proceeds to them, like share some, you know, like make some money totally. and share some money. And I think Same. like right. Same I'm donating 10% of the uh, last collection that I dropped with Crypto EQ to uh, send money to my hometown in Argentina. They were hit by a crazy earthquake like not too oh. long ago and then by a monsoon. So yeah, 10% oh of that is going to go there to help rebuild that town. That's always really important to me. Like I'm glad you're on that as well. Just sending, sharing, sharing the wealth. And the Amazing. Other. And well, let's let's do this. The, the collab we do for the merch, let's have proceeds from that. We'll do like 30% across the board and then 30% of it will make go to, to, um, to that cause. So just let that me know. Awesome. Yeah. Let me know which organization and I'll just, cool. you know what, I'll just send it you the 60% and then you can delegate the 30 to them. I, yeah, I and I'll show you everything. I'm still figuring out, like, do I send it to them in crypto? How do we, cause Argentina system is so messed up, but we're going to yeah. figure it out that this is why crypto is amazing. Cause at least we can get it to their hands and they can like distribute it. So exactly. And that's what I love. You know, it's all about collaboration and, and I think collaboration extends past the art. It, it translates into activism as well. And we need 100%. to, we need to bring them in. And I'm so grateful to hear you saying that. Um, it makes me so happy about this interview. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, First of all, I want to use this as promotion. So I'll try and get it out as quickly as I possibly can, because now I want to help even more. But, um, you know, you've given us some great words of wisdom that, you know, translate to art. But I'm curious, you know, you spoke on the business side. And I think, you know, a lot of artists struggle with business, you know, whether it being anti-establishment, anti-capitalism, um, or just not really understanding business. What would are some words of wisdom or maybe just some lessons that you learned on your during your career um, and you've already shared some, but what are some others that you like you would share with an up and coming artist to help protect themselves or just be financially literate? Yeah, honestly, this is great. And I love that you it's like a totally different side, right? Like, why? Why do we why do companies pay artists scraps out of the marketing budget if artists are already paying for marketing, like marketing and art, different things like in the new world, like in the current world, everything seems to be and have become marketing, mm -hmm. but it's not, you know, making your art and being a business person, totally different things. And I happen to love it. And even though I love it and I'm, I'm damn good at it because I studied it for like 10 years, I get so burned out and sometimes I hate it. So where's the balance, right? So um, the main thing as far as like energy and intuition, where everything begins for me is try to um put your anger somewhere else like we all have anger we all have resentment for damn good reasons like yes you know art is hard to be appreciated all these things but if we funnel that anger towards like okay i'm gonna hate money or i'm gonna hate capitalism it's not gonna do anything for us and i'm telling you from experience like i live outside of the monetary system with no computer no technology no money and then i found bitcoin and i was like oh wait these are the same values that i believe in but I can use this internet money to empower myself and like buy my friend's art. So let me do that instead, instead of being broke, you know? So, um, so yeah, like funnel, like make sure that if you're angry, you process that, but you yeah. don't villainize the system. Like let's mm. use the system because 
while we're alive, it's going to take a while to fully transition it. So that's one. And then the other one is uh, delegate and delegate and delegate. It takes a lot of time to find people you trust that you right. want to build with. But, you know, if you have a friend, like I gave up to 50% of my, my um, profits to people, I'll say, hey, help me build this website and we'll, uh, you know, help you build the art store and you'll get 50% for the first three months. Like I'm like super, super generous so that people can also build themselves and so that they take it as their own business, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it takes a lot of time to find those people for the last two years. I haven't. And now recently, now I'm starting to find those people. Um, but yeah, man, business is a whole thing. Like I've spent thousands of dollars on courses to like how to build a marketing funnel. Like I've taken all those courses, even though I don't use them, but it was really important. Even if you take courses and they just serve you to reassure you that what you're doing is right. Like most of the courses I took were like, oh, you're doing exactly that. But it was mm. cool to have that reassurance. So mm. just learning all the time, you know, and like having friends help you out if you can. I love that. <laughs> Collaboration, yeah. education, re-education. Uh, it'll change your fucking life. And I also love like the point you made. Um, why, why be broke when I could have money and buy my friends art? That's like, yeah. that's why we have to be part of the system. Like we can't help each other unless we participate. Unfortunately, I wish it was different, but it's just not, this is the world we live in. That's the thing. And, you know, and if we choose to be outside of it, like I did for many years, I was happy. Like, honestly, I had more time. I lived in nature. I was carefree. I had a different life that was beautiful and it had its own struggle. So it's kind of like, pick your tough. It's always gonna be tough because survival is why we're here, you know? Wow. But, um, but yeah, for me, man, like the community that I found through NFTs and crypto art is the best, most collaborative, epic community ever. Like it's no amazing. Question. So, I yeah. love it, I love it. And I think it's, it's, it's so inspiring and it's so motivating and also like regenerative. Like I get so fucking burnt out from how the world reacts to systemic issues that I'm like, wow, we really can't solve these problems. And then I'll go into the NFT community and we'll be talking about like environmentalism and um, inclusive and diverse voices. And I'm like, yes, my tribe, I found you. Exactly, exactly. like I found my tribe. Yeah, I, I think I got burnt out and left for a year and a half thinking that I might not even come back because mm. it was so male heavy dominated. And now coming back and seeing this inclusivity and, and connection is what nurtures me to keep going. Like I yes. get burned out like once a week, mm -hmm. but then, you know, I reconnect and um, I'm able to come back and continue. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Burnout happens. I think, and, and I'm glad that you said it happens once a week because I think that artists don't, you know, on their, on their path to success, they'll get burnt out and they'll be like, Oh, like I, I clearly, this isn't meant for me and they'll quit. And I think it's one of those things we will get burnt out, even if you're fucking Pablo Picasso, you know, yeah. like the greats, the Nanu Burks of the world get burnt out, ladies and gentlemen. So it'll happen to you too. Yeah. And it's that thing where that's when we get to those bottoms, that's when we learn our boundaries. And so like, I, I also totally misunderstood this. I was like, okay, I got burnt out once, like soup, like really bad, almost like too much. No one should mm. do that. But I got so burnt out that my brain couldn't get me out because I could always mm. just use my brain to like motivate myself to do something. Mm. And I got to the point where I couldn't even do that. I couldn't feed myself. Like it was pretty bad. I moved to Bali and just checked out for like a year. Um, and so it was crazy. But 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 then I had this illusion that, OK, I'm going to do this life work balance and I'm never going to get burnt out. And that's not true, because as you escalate and as you get su more successful, you have to match that energy to hold that success. Like it's easy to be successful and it's easy to make a lot of money. I think like, cause there's moments where we liberate blocks and a lot of stuff comes in, but to retain that level of like consistent abundance and elevation, that's the shit. So 
and you got to be always at the edge. You got to be almost burnt out to be able to to consistently do that. And so that's what I'm learning now. I'm like, oh, it's okay to get burnt out as long as I then give myself space to heal. And next time I do it more mindfully, you know, it's an art, man, like in and of itself. Right on. I mean, yeah. everything you're saying is so fucking valid. I, I, I agree so wholeheartedly. And, you know, for the audience listening, I'll use a, a frame of reference that's personal, you know, with the podcast for the first, we're approaching a year now, it'll be a year on 420. And for the first like 11 months, you know, I'll get little pockets of inspiration, but I was working 24 hours a day on this. And it was, it was exhausting. And it was tiring. And I was burnt out. And then I get into the NFT community. And now it's like, we're firing on all cylinders. <laughs> like I have like a schedule, we're entering and I'm like, and like you said, I'm constantly feeling burnout, because I'm working so fucking hard. But it's like, this is what I want to do. I enjoy it. And so like, it sustains me the burnout has now kind of been like a all right, back, let's go again. Totally. But I, you know, it's like, if you love it, you continue to change and you just allow it to happen. Yeah, you're going to be exhausted some days and you're going to be like, fuck, I hate this. But you're going to love it. You're going to love the pain. Yeah, and I'm so glad you found this community too because you're such a light beam. Like you, you know, you, I just, yeah, I love your spirit and I'm so excited that you're doing this. You're so good at it. So it's needed. And yeah, and that's the other thing like about the communication about the burnout, just having those communities where like I can text you and be like, dude, I'm feeling so burned out and I lost all hope today. And you can be like, bro, it's okay. You'll feel better tomorrow. You know, like just having those conversations is so helpful. Agreed. Yeah, we gotta, gotta be supportive. That's, listen, I, and I wanna, the reason that I'm stopping at this point to preface what she just said is, that is probably the best advice either of us have said all day. <laughs> you have to have community because if you're yeah. doing this shit alone, like if I didn't have a, I have one of my closest friends, shout out to Julio Slim, an incredible rapper, an incredible friend, incredible man. He was my one fan from the beginning. And every day he would be like, you got this, man. Keep going. You, we're we're going to be the best. We're going to be great. We're going to be amazing. And there was days where I did not believe him. I didn't. I was like, this is a fucking waste of time. I'm okay. fucking my life up. But, you know, have friends, have family, and keep them close to you. If they support you um, until you've made it, until you become a Nanu Burks, make sure that you keep those people close because you will need them on the way up and you will need them on the way down. Oh my God. And even like that, that's like such a great point. Like until you become right, like for me, like I'm always trying to become something, become, become, become. And then, so if we tell the universe that we want, like if I tell the universe, I want to have money, the universe replicates the experience of Nanu wants to have money, right? If I tell the universe, I have money, it replicates the experience of Nanu has money. So now I'm moving into, and we're all like people like us that are self-driven, we're super ambitious and super hard on ourselves. And so uh, now I'm training myself to be in the space of, I am successful because I am by my own definitions, I've been able to live as a full-time artist by my own definitions. I'm able to work with people I love by my own definitions. I'm able to like, um, to find inspiration from several angles. So if you're doing that, and I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but you know, I, I rap as well. And I was performing on, for a while before and all this stuff. And, and it was like kind of those moments too. It's like, what defines me as a rapper? Like, wh how the fuck am I supposed to call myself a rapper? I haven't done like a 60,000 uh, 60, person show or whatever, but it was those things where, you know, rapping is healing for me. It's how I journal. My brain thinks too fast to journal. So I have to spoken word, you know, and now that's what's fulfilling to me. I'm like, oh, I'm a rapper and that shit's fulfilling for me and it's healing. Or the days where I've had months, like I finally got the studio. This is like my dream studio. 
and i've never had a space this big to work in i love it and uh, after moving in here i got i was like so stressed and burned out that for three months i didn't even step a foot in the studio and i felt like such a failure and i was like I'm wasting my life. But then, you know, we got to remember that too. Like sometimes you will be out of the studio for three months and do nothing, but the inspiration you're collecting is going to bring out this song or this painting that then you'll be like 17 hours a day in the studio for three weeks. And so, you know, like artists don't use their time like everybody else. So that's really like important to remember because I've I've given myself a, a hard time about that. Like I build all of this and now I'm burned out and I don't have inspiration to create or enjoy it. You know, it's okay. Like it's going to come back around. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. love that. And it's so valid. I couldn't relate more. I, I'm in my studio right now, my recording studio, aka my room. And um, I was out of town. I, I, I was out of town the past month visiting family for the first time from COVID. You know, shout out mom and dad. I love you guys. It was so good to see you. <laughs> but I was, I was with them, right? The whole time that I like emerged into this NFT community, I was out of my space. And I was like, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to work. But I'm, I'm, I have to see my family. So I was like, fuck it. I did more work this past month than I've ever done in my entire life. So you never know, um, you know, opportunity comes when you least expect it. So, you know, if you're listening right now and you're discouraged or you're burnt out, you're amazing, you got this. I believe in you and I can't wait to see what you achieve. And at this point, I like the transition. We're getting to the middle of the interview here. Um, you know, I love the beginning. It's very thought provoking, it's very intense. You know, there's a lot of emotion because we're talking about art. Um, but I like to add a little eccentricities to the interview. You know, I like to keep it light. I want to send you off on your day on a light note. So the first of my eccentric questions would be this. (laughs) (laughs) Also tattooed, by the way. I I was going to say, now that we're on the topic, I love your hand tattoos. Those are fucking badass. I've been seeing them. So sick. (laughs) You're going to see a lot more on my hands. Right now they're empty. I got one. You're going to, my hands are going to be covered by the time. Later yep. in life, we're going to be hanging out one day and just call her down. I'm just going to be blasted. Absolutely. I'm so, I'm so down. I still have so many I want. Right? Um, so on that note, you know, well, you know what? Let me ask you this. Before I, new Living with Will question. I'm going to put a banner out. New question. What are some art forms that inspire you? or And, and what are some artists who inspire you as well? I love that. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been feeling really inspired. Uh, definitely, you know, rap, like just like freestyle in general, always. Um, I love poetry. I studied that in college and I write a ton of poetry. I write poems almost every day. I think it's just part of how I process. I channel poems for people too, which is fun. And I channel symbols as well, uh, remotely. Um, I'm super inspired by Frida and uh, Dali and um, a couple of, yeah, Argentinian poets, uh, Cortázar, he's amazing, Borges. Uh, Sylvia Plath, I like all that dark stuff as well. Her sketches are insane, by the way. Like a lot of people don't know, but her drawings are so twisted and really, really cool. Um, and and yeah, and I'm I'm really inspired by nature. I know it sounds really normal, but it's true. Like fractals and just like the other day, I was looking at the river for like three hours, and I feel like I understood so much about life and not being burnt out. Like just watching this leaf go down the river and see how it gets picked up by the current, and then it gets like sunk to the bottom, but then it comes back and it floats. It's just, yeah, if you feel lost or anything, just go sit with nature and ask for nature's wisdom because it's so true. Yeah. It is such amazing <laughs> advice. Unbelievable nature. Who would have thought? <laughs> totally. Every time. It's like every single time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, what she's saying is so valid. No matter when, no matter how I feel, no matter what day of the week or what day of the month, if I'm just out in nature, there will be a moment of calm 
in the storm of life that I'm like, wow, why don't I do this every day? And I forget every time. I'll go home, go back to my life, and then I'll go back to nature and be like, damn, there it is again. Yeah, seriously, to that to the point of what your dad said, and like just to structure days in a way that's useful for you. To me, I have the things that I know I have to do to not lose my mind. I'm such a hermit, like I'm happy to, alone most of the time. And so I know that I have to go to one community event once a month. I need to go to nature at least every other day just to, to stay sane, even if it's a walk around the block to like look at a tree, mm -hmm. you know, just like little things that you know you have to do in order to function, like so that your hardware can function. Um, yeah. And another advice on that note that has been transformative for me with the whole idea of uh, understanding that that month can be so productive and then you can be depressed for two months sleeping in your bed and not do anything and that that still will carry through the productivity will carry through i like to do two done lists so the days where i feel that i haven't been productive let's say i woke up late and i missed a meeting and mm. whatever i'll write a two done list and in that list i write everything i've already done and some days it's honestly it's like i woke up and i showered and i brushed my teeth and i fed my cat sometimes it's little things you know but at the end of the day, you'll see a list of like 50 things that you did that you didn't even think about. Like maybe mm. you paid a bill and that was energy or maybe you made music and that was nourishing. Like write all of that shit down and then you'll look at it and say, okay, I actually did a lot today considering how I feel. So I do that like three times a week and it's been like freaking amazing. It's been like therapy. <laughs> wow, I need to start doing that. That's what me. <laughs> My sister has one that's similar that I'll share with you where mm -hmm. at the end of every day, she writes three things she's grateful for. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm all about that too. Morning and night uh, gratitude. So, so useful. Yeah. Huge, huge. One thing I'm trying to do with that as well is like on days where I'm having bad days and I'm like, you know, uh, like, let's say I'm, I'm feeling performative or like, you know, um, or, in, or I'm having, feeling like imposter syndrome or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, blah, 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 Will, you're not that, et cetera. You know, whatever words of discouragement I say to myself. I'll immediately follow it up with like, nah, fuck that. You're the shit. Even if I don't believe it, you know what I mean? Even if I'm like, what? I love that. Yeah. It helped. Honestly, I, it is one of the most transformative things personally, like, cause I used to be so mean to myself mm -hmm. and uh, I just woke up one day and I was like, fuck this. Why am I being so mean to myself? You're the shit. And I had to lie to myself at first and be like, you're the shit, even though I didn't believe it. And then now I actually believe it. I'm like, yeah, they're goddamn right. I'm the man. Yeah, that's goddamn right. That's true because it's, it's like the talk to you, how you would to a friend. I'm working on that as well, right? Like I would never say shit to my friends that I say to myself ever. And if any girlfriend called me and they were having a bad day, that's what I would say. I'd be like, you're the shit. Actually, you're a good person. You work on yourself. You help your community. You're good. Like, you know, I try to do that as well. It's so true. It's so helpful. Yo, I'm so grateful that you said that too, because that's exactly the way that I, ex I explain it to friends. I'm like, if anyone ever spoke to you the way that I speak to myself, I would fight that person because yeah. I'm like, how dare you speak to my friend like that? And we need to treat ourselves like our friends because we should love ourselves. So self-love, that will be my advice to the people oh, today. And I have that tattooed. I have evolution, love backwards and nowhere now here like when we're nowhere we're now here just be present and then there's no evolution without love like that's just what it's about so. that is a badass <laughs> tattoo sure. i love that i've had that since i was like 17 or something it's like i'm 30. 17 year old nanu and me would have been good friends yeah i think so i think so it's true that's so badass well listen i'm I, I mean i'm such a fan i love the course of the conversation but i have some artistic questions for you some eccentric questions if you will the first of them will be this. If you were a superhero that existed today, what superhero would you be and why? I love this. I love this so much. Um, if I like what my powers would be, what I would do. 
So that is the second part. The second part of the question will be you make your own powers. But if there was already a, like a hero that's already been written, like a Superman or a Superwoman, uh-huh. or if, if you were one of them, which superhero would you be? I mean, I don't even know if this qualifies, but I'm such a nerd at heart. You know, like what were those like the twins that would like slam hands and they would become random shit? Okay. Oh, um, twin power activate. Who yeah. were they? Yeah. Uh, I know I you're talking about though. The, the, it wasn't the Wonder Twins. It was something like was that. It Captain Planet. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Like purple onesie suits. Yes. And like it's amazing, and they would turn into completely. Um, it was the Wonder un- Twins. The Wonder Twins. It was the Wonder Twins. And they would turn into like unusable shit. Like one of them would turn into a puddle and the other one would turn into a bucket. It was just so ridiculous. I just love the creativity. (laughs) I love that you brought them up. I love that. I also love that you brought up, they brought, they turned into useless shit because there was a show I loved as a kid called Scrubs. Uh And JD and Scrubs like does the twin power activate and he's like form of ice menorah. And it's like, what the fuck is that going to do? Exactly. And like, that's like such a healing part that I've been integrating lately. Uh, I, I question why do I make art sometimes? Or what is this purpose? Is it, you know, doesn't matter at all, does it not? And sometimes just making art for the purpose of uh, joy and confusion and, and just activating the imagination, like that shit is vital for us to exist. It's like food, you know what I mean? So just making art for the purpose of making beauty or ridiculousness or joy is so important, you know? That is so wonderfully valid. It's like, if you don't love it, why are you doing it? Like, yeah. have fun. If you're at a point to the audience, if you're doing art right now and you're not having fun, I want you to go sit in nature and think about what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I not having fun anymore? Because at yeah. the end of the day, it, it doesn't ma- the money, none of that matters. Your happiness is what matters. So yeah, I have to re- rebalance that like often as well. Just sometimes it gets skewed to like too much marketing or too much whatever. And sometimes you got to take those risks of, you know what, this thing that has been making me money no longer makes me happy. And it's hard to shut that down, but just know that you being authentic and the amount of energy that's going to free up and bring you back is going to be able to like launch you astronomically to your next opportunity like that's the thing that we got to remember yo you're saying the dopest shit today (laughs) i agree so wholeheartedly and you know the next part of that superhero question you touched on perfectly which is now the question is you create the superhero so (laughs) what would your superpowers be and they can be any and what would your superhero name be okay so i uh my spirit animals are um you know owl and big cats Fuck and yeah. I'm totally a cat. So like I envision I would be some type of like panther owl looking thing. Awesome. Um, and I'd be like a protector of the land and a protector of people. Uh, so I would like kind of avatar fly through and like pick up the people that need a ride, you know, or like stop fires somehow with my wings. I don't know. I would do stuff like that. Uh, what, my, what my name would be. I guess it would be maybe it would be Nomadia. Like that's what I, I go by in um on cloud and stuff like that and it's a combination of my name and nomad because i've always been nomadic so that is so fucking sick okay first of all so sick even that i was writing down a new question which is going to be what are people's spirit animals so though i want to put a banner out exclusive living with will moment whenever new questions come i want to start developing banners that are like oh my god can you put like a flash on the screen can the video editor be like you know Yo, Shredda, <laughs> keep that in mind. Nice to you. <laughs> um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna love that. He's like <laughs> developing his video editing skills while I develop my interviewing skills. We're we're quite the team, but uh, I love that. It's such a good. I mean, I love that you touched on the spirit animals. I love your power. I love your name. Um, 
nomads are something that I just like Bedouins and that culture of constant movement is like one I relate to because I moved around so much as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like a nomad myself. So I love that. And, you know, you've made some of these transitions so incredibly easy. One of the things that you said just now was um, part of artistic and fulfillment is like food. It's like nourishment, right? And one of the art forms I feel is underserved or underrepresented is the culinary arts, the mm-hmm. language we all speak, the universal truth, food. And so my next questions are going to be food related. The first one it. being, <laughs> it's my favorite, this is my favorite section. I could talk about, food, and I'm so hungry right now. So the first of my questions would be, if you had to eat three cuisines for the rest of your life, three regions, what three cuisines would you eat and why? I would eat Japanese uh all-time fave Dope. i would korean another all-time Sick. fave in argentinian just because i like argentinian is so plain like contrary to what people believe it there's like no spice it's just salt like barely any pepper it's mostly just like meat and veggies and fruit it's great huh it's actually I, i've never had argentinian food now i really want it i i would have expected i feel almost like i'm uh i'm projecting something by thinking it would have been spicy well, but. everyone does, right? Like South America, it's like from the Colorado River down, everyone's Mexican. It's like, no, we're not, but that's cool, you know? Straight um, up. I was going to say, I feel like I'm like, I'm like being a little racist by thinking that Argentina had spicy but food. Honestly, that's like the main, everybody thinks that. So it's just totally ingrained in our culture. But yeah, yeah. it's super like um, clean and just like fresh. Um, huh. I have another, I have a my financial planner meeting at once uh, in 10 minutes. So I will have to get out. Other, otherwise, I would do like one of these like three hour podcasts with you because this is my favorite podcast I've done in a while. I'm not even going to lie. I'm like, so I've glad. like your energy so much too. It's like so nice. So thank you. you. Oh, well, listen, I'm going to let you go. I'm going I'm to ask you two last questions, get you out of here within the hour. Would love to have you come back. So I love that you're that you're into it. We'll get this out as quickly as possible. My second to last question. First of all, love your food choices. I got to try Argentina now. Um, yeah. If you have any recommendations in LA or any friends that know anywhere in LA, mm-hmm. Let me I know. Would. Let me know. I'll ask you these questions. You can let me know off app. So cool. the, the second to last question would be, what do people, what should people look out for? Any projects? We talked about it briefly, but um, how can people find you and where can, where can we find your work? Definitely. Yeah. So I'm Nanu Burks in all of my social media. And if you forget, just type in like Nanu crypto art or some version of that, and it should come up. Uh, NanuBurks.com and my link tree is everywhere. And projects that are coming out. I mean, I'm, I'm continuing to make new um, graffiti crypto centric wearable art. Sick. And I love that stuff. So you can buy, you know, shirts and leggings and crop tops. And they're totally each each one was originally a painting that I made with graffiti or, you know, other elements uh, in mixed media. And so now you can wear them and go out into the world and be wrapped in art. And I encourage people to cut them up and like make them your own, you know, like mess with it and just like collab with me with those clothes. It's just fuck fun. yes. Um, it's so much. I love to see what people turn them into. And please send pictures. Like tag me. If, um, I always do contests too. So if I receive a lot of cool pictures, um, creative pictures with the clothing and stuff, I will either gift you an NFT or make an NFT off that shirt. Or Whoa. I just like to do cool collabs like that too. I love um, that. Yeah, we'll definitely reach out, y'all. And um, you know that that question is somewhat of a trick for the audience because you can find all this information in the description below so if you want to learn more definitely go there and this is it final question we're getting out in record time this is perfect this is the final question i'm going to set the scene for you okay so it's 33 years from now we're sitting on a private island chilling we're on an island on mars because we've we've terraformed it um we're looking out there's like exotic space fish we're drinking space drinks um we're projecting our interview across the cosmos it's been minted and sold for billions there's an absolute rager behind us it's just lit it's cool as fuck we're having a blast 
everyone's watching the interview. There's a crazy party happening and it gets to this point. Everybody's like, oh, shoot. People are like quieting down. It's the end of the interview and this is it. What would Nanu's final words be? What would your final thoughts be? And what would you want to hear yourself saying 33 years from now? To God, the no pressure. This is the best question ever. I love how you said the scene. And you, when you said quiet, I heard birds chirping here. So amazing. Um, last words and in 33 years, I think I would say something like, because this is, has been part of my mission all along. I was resistant to technology and now I'm like, okay, we can't fight it. How do we integrate it? My words would be, um, how can we continue to humanize like the cyborg integration? Because I want to be a cyborg, like I'm about it. You know, I like all the functionality, the VR, AR. How can we continue to, to evolve the humanness within that? You know what I mean? They're not separate things. It's the same thing. Uh, and I imagine us just like, yeah, like chilling with the fish and everything. And I guess this reminds me of another project. I'm designing something epic that I, I pray and hope that Elon purchases because it's going to be it's an nft inspired on him which i'm sure there's a lot going on but it's so specific and there's a lot going on and there's like a team working on it so i'm going to be releasing that in a couple months as well but yeah i love that scene man like i want to create that universe right that. fuck yes please do and please send it and like thank you let me just say that <laughs> thank you so much this is an absolutely incredible opportunity i'm such a fan of your work uh, your spirit, your energy. You're just a wonderful human being. And I can't wait to see where you go. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Same, same. Honestly, anytime. This has been so invigorating. Sometimes um, sometimes it's like useful or fun, but still draining. And like, I could do 10 of these with you. So I would love to come back and do some like energy wizard weird one or something. Yes, like yeah, yes. Thanks so much. You're awesome.